welcome to the second ever episode of Dot Waves, the new podcast from Slung Low looking at their four-part theatre epic, Flood. Last time out, we heard from artistic director Alan Lane about how the project came to be, and then heard the first section of Flood Part 2 Abundance, which left Gloriana, the girl from the sea, stranded in a detention centre. In this episode, I'm going to be speaking to playwright James Phillips to try and find out the thinking behind Flood and learn a little about his process when it comes to writing a piece of theatre. So, I went back on site with the whole Slung Low team and caught up with James during a spare few minutes in the costume room. Surrounded by drying overalls and a mountain of towels, he shared some of his secrets with me. I mean, it's been a kind of a huge journey making this piece, writing this piece. It started just with a one-word stimulus, really, that the whole 2017 asked, asked us to do, um, to do a huge project. And the only thing they came back with was the word flood, which I think... I think Alan had spoken about it. I don't know. There were other ideas floating around. but um, So suddenly it was just a one-word thing, um, and everything came from there. It started with the image, which is the, the image that became the first part of the short film, which is of a girl being pulled out of the North Sea in a, a fishing net with 100 orange migrants' life jackets around her, and she's naked, but she has these bandages around her hands and a name tattooed into it. Um... And then it, it grew from there. It's 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 a it, it's a you know it's a kind of four hour project. So it's about a lot of things. It's about uh, a lot of things. I think that are, have a contemporary resonance. Well, I I hope it will ask questions about big ideas at the moment. It's very much um, a sort of an attempt to do a kind of state of the nation parable. Really, I, I think that's what someone said about it. We saw part two. Um, you know, so it's about ideas of immigration. It's about what Englishness means. It's about the place of faith in our society and the place of violence in our society process is always different for everything um or different within certain patterns so this was very hard because as i say i started with just one word and so i spent the first part of the process is you spend an enormous amount of time you know walking around or looking out the window trying to see how things might start to fit together and where, where a story starts to come from so you, you build build blocks from seemingly unconnected stuff and that's always I think what's important to me is how to find the connection between things that don't seem to be connected. So I had an idea of, of a city by the sea. So the, And on some level, the whole four-part play is about... There's a line in part four where um, the politician, uh, Natasha, who's a kind of um, a, a fallen um, leader of the country, um, at the beginning of our story, she says, it always and again it comes to the city, uh, to how we live together or not. And then the idea of... Um, kind of the migrant crisis becomes part of it and a huge part of it's about an idea of, of what we have faith in about religion and about spirituality so this girl comes out of the sea and and she means something different to everyone who comes into contact with her and for large parts of her story she means almost nothing to herself and it's about how she how she tries to find herself and how what people find in her um, so all of these things vast array of different things become start to f- sort of fuse together and a story comes out of that and then I tried lots of different new things on this uh, in terms of the way I worked and, and the form of it so it, it's in large sections of it are in blank verse I'm really lucky I get to uh, I've done a lot of shows with with Alan and Slung Low um, now um, but I also do sh- shows in theatres I've uh, shown the West End I've done shows in studio theatres um, what's different about Slung Low is it's sort of like a sort of theatre special forces unit or something you, you know you, 
we work largely in in a non-traditional theatre spaces, whatever the hell that means. And although sometimes that's changed, we start. We did a massive play at the Crucible in Sheffield last year, which started in the in the on the main stage and flooded out into the city. But by and large, we don't start in the building. There's a huge amount of technology that goes into it, a huge amount of spectacle. But the simple, honest truth about it is that there's nothing different. They are the shows that I've done with with Alan the White Whale and Camelot and and even all four parts of this. I. Plays. They're simple. They're, they're simply plays. They have an awareness of the different technologies and different possibilities of the the space and the form. But they're no different to writing a play for a, a main stage theatre in the sense that if they don't work as that, then we, there's no point doing it. And you know, so that's something I always say when I'm starting. Yeah, it, it's got to work. There's no there's no cheats just because you're outside the shows are almost always heard through headphones which allows you a kind of a, a strange thing i can put someone 100 yards away from the audience but they're speaking directly into that person into the audience's head through these headphones so you can have both a kind of long shot and a close-up all at once yeah it's and it, it's hard it's, they're big physically demanding shows we all get soaked to the skin and drenched and spend time on boats and i've got a power boat license after the back of this one and um, a first aid license and uh, god knows what else a power boat license isn't something i necessarily thought a writer would need in their tool belt but there you have it. I guess when your story takes place on the water, you can't spend all your time stood on the shoreline. Now, hopefully you've already listened to our first episode. If you haven't, please go back, because we're about to jump straight back into the story of Flood Part 2 Abundance, with Jack interrogating Gloriana at the detention centre. The captain, we believe he's involved in the trade and people. You first met him where? The boat, I said. But this wasn't chance, was it? It was a rendezvous. It was arranged. He was expecting you. Deep inside, I think he was. I don't know what that means. In here? <laughs> no Jedi nonsense. What is Jedi? Star Wars. You know Star Wars. It, it's uh, <laughs> excellent. Like, they can move stuff with their mind. <laughs> with their mind? It doesn't matter. I know a secret about the captain. Well, tell me. There is one part of him that is still pure. Pure? Mm -hmm. This I know. Listen to me. The weakest always suffer. It will be you that suffers. You want to stay here, then you must tell the truth. Everything I know I will tell you. Then tell me, where are you from? Her face implacable. Okay, we need a break. She learnt the world, not with her head, but with her whole being. She learnt things so that once I had taught them, I had somehow learnt them all over again, new. The cities without kindness were to be destroyed. The cities of the plain. And he says, he bargains with Abraham, he says, find me 50 good men and I will save the city, yes? But he could not. Not find 50. 
He bargains again, 45, but he could not find 45. And it goes on fewer and fewer until they agree on the littlest number. What was the littlest number? 10. He would not do it for 10. He could not find 10? No. I don't believe it. <laughs> when the black flags came to our town, they painted a red letter on each Christian house, like an N. Nazarene. We were to pay a tax for our beliefs or we would be killed. But it was a lie. We knew it was a lie. I ran. My friend, my neighbor, he stayed. Would not change, would not tread on the face of Christ. They nailed him to a door. Where was this? My home. The plains of Nenawa. We could still have found ten. The littlest number. We will still find them. Perhaps. The cities with no kindness. It is the Old Testament. Before Christ. Before he saved the world. A good man to save the world. What if God had been silent? Would he have known to be good? Would he have known himself? Would he have been brave enough? <laughs> There was something about her. Each night I'd go home, and of all the hundreds in that centre, all those waiting for a yes or a no, it was only her face that travelled back with me. Only she that swam the river of my dreams. I was told she woke in a night, screaming. What is it you dream about? The storm. Because of the television. The news was full of strange reports, unexplained storms in the east, a sudden relentless weather beating down on countries far away. Because of that? Or because of something you remember? It is coming. Coming here. What is? The storm. <laughs> These things are thousands of miles away. No, they are in you. We watched her. We who must decide watched to see if she was actually part of a group to catch that moment when she dropped the act. It never came. And then one day, the fire. Look, smoke! The building is burning! Help! Help us! And the girl closes her eyes as if making maps in her head, hearing out her space. No one is coming. Please help us! Come with me! Don't know who did it, us or them. Masked men wanted to burn out foreigners, the foreigners themselves. Some days, self-harm, it is their best protest. Don't know. The dark is coming for me. I can't put one step in front of the next flames building. And we got to a locked gate. No! And we will die. No! 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 Johanna! No! Johanna! Not many died, but in the chaos, many fled. After the fire engines and the news crews and the ambulances, we found an absence among us, an empty chair by a window. The girl from the sea was one of the disappeared. It becomes my evening hobby, watching them. The ones come to register their protest. 
to see how deep into the dusk they remain. Those with the most endurance I admire, although I don't yet know if their endurance is in proportion to their virtue. They always stand, because of the law, is it, far enough away that their faces are like memories, smudged by distance. I cannot make out an individual face. And then one night, the girl, the girl who stands apart, who stands still when all the others have left, standing still when I go to bed and the next night and the next, each day no closer to joining the crowd, each day separate. Tonight, there she is, alone, an urchin looking up at lights. And now she holds out her hands, palms unobtrusively held upwards, her head leaning back. And it starts, it starts slowly, oh, so slowly to rain. She doesn't move away, doesn't try to cover herself, and she's just the littlest thing, not dressed for rain. And I was up and walking and out the door. First moment in years I had no fear. Although we were warned always of assassins, I knew I would be safe. Are you cold? You must be. The girl nods, says nothing. Her face, it, it's like I dreamt her. Then woke up forgetful, but here she is, complete. Who are you? On each finger of her hand is a letter fresh tattooed into her skin. I don't understand. Who did this? And she then lifts her hands, places them over her eyes, their position reversed, and the letters spelt, Gloriana, is that your name? Why have you come? And serious face. She starts to sing, slow, simple for herself. And if wherever forced oceans apart, where might you be? I'll skim a stone across the wild sea. And you know that you'll still the song that I had sung that night, that only he and I knew. Do you have somewhere to go? No. Come inside. She stood in the corner of the room, next to the window where you can see out to sea. And I knew who she was, my ghost. Thirsty. Where have you come from? There was a fire. I left. The immigrant centre? Yes. Why did you come here? To me, I mean. You know who I am? He loves you. Who? The fisherman. How could you... No one could know that. I haven't seen him since I was... someone else. Who do you work for? The newspapers? Does he? I wanted to understand. What? Love. Love? I've been listening. It's what I like to hear. What did he say? Oh, he hasn't said it out loud. Wait! He... My daughter's coming. Don't say any of this to her. Who's this? Her house burnt down. Okay. 
she was outside and it started to rain. Okay. I asked her in. Okay. And in this way, Gloriana entered my household. Your father here? No. She's missing. The girl. The fire at the centre, you read about it. And she disappeared, your girl. Not my girl. My grunt girl, I mean. One you took on your boat. No, you mean. Any, any idea where she's gone? Why would I? Your father brought her in. Yeah, then you took her. Where's your father? At sea. Weather's not great. I think we only make money when the sun's shining. You look for other ways to make money. Like what? Bringing people into the country, perhaps. Are we done here? Sure. Couldn't place her, the girl. She said she couldn't remember who she was. A lot of them say that, don't they? A lot of them. Ones on the boats. On the boats, no. All got stories. All want to tell them how they get what they want. Just her. She's the only one I couldn't place. Did she say anything to you? Nothing. Tattoos were pretty special. See them. Sure. Scales on her legs. Scales? Like fish skin. Tell your father I'm looking for him. You trust him? Dad? Dad? He's hiding. I listened to the rain last night. Did you? The wild beat of that rain on my bleak house. My bleak house in my bleak street. Dying city. How many lay last night in despair and solitary just listening to the rain? I thought my mother, dad, tumour, found too late for our too slow hospital. Fail. He sat silent corner of the room, no words for her when she were going. Double fail. Father thinks he knows the world. He doesn't. He doesn't even know this country. His own. Drains are clogged with discontent. Dirty water rising, ready to flow out into the street. Since the kingdom ceased to be united, none able to go down into the shit to root out the blockage with their own hands. He's gone. The girl, she's disappeared. Disappeared. Escaped. They burnt him out, detention centre. She ran. Blame her. That net was 70 metres down. How can she have lived? And that's where we're going to leave it this time. A burned down detention centre and a disappeared Gloriana. Dive into the next episode of Dot Waves to find out what happens and to hear from the play's designer, David Farley, on what goes into making such an ambitious show a reality. That's all for now. (laughs) 